0: A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion. Some of the stories you'll be hearing about tonight, uh, and I'm sure you've heard some of these uh, in, in news uh, in, in other on, on other programs. STI rates are rising in Canada. Well, here's a short interview with a colleague of mine. Uh, and is it a human right to have women wax your male genitalia? We'll argue that one. Uh, plus, a guy's public marriage proposal that went viral if you see the video it is cringe worthy Uh, so we can debate whether is it a good idea to do such a public uh, proposal and women putting something else in their vaginas that they should not be putting in there and it has to do with trying to cool off in this weather but Not a good idea. So all those stories and more, plus after 10.30, we play Dirty Minds with your chance to win a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. It's a a boutique gym on the West Island. But first...
1: Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800.
0: Let me answer a couple of your uh, questions. I am a 63-year-old female, well-educated, look younger than my age. I keep physically active by working out regularly. I was in a relationship for 24 years, which ended about 10 years ago. After trying for many years, I finally met a good-looking guy my age. Uh, We dated for over six months. I invited him a lot to my home and went a way out for him by fixing him nice dinners etc because i liked him a lot then one day he just disappeared and i never heard from him again this broke my heart and made me depressed and i don't know how to get over this betrayal now i find i despise men i find they all use women and don't have confidence in them anymore uh, although you're 63 and starting and going back into the dating age and all of that i think there are many women in all age categories who uh, can say this, probably say the same. So, you know, we call this ghosting when somebody just happens to disappear. But there are many reasons why people ghost and it doesn't always have to do with the person they're ghosting. It's very possible you ever think that maybe this guy was actually a married man. Maybe uh, something else was going on there. Uh, That would, that, that would be the first thing that, that comes to mind, but not all men are the same. Just like not all women are the same. I know that dating in this day and age is challenging, but one thing that struck out for me is you said you went way out for him. In other words, maybe you just did too much and maybe you needed to set some more boundaries or at least make sure that it was more of a give and take. Maybe he was using you and, you know, you said you invited him a lot to your home and kept making him, uh, nice dinners. Well, did he ever take you out for dinner, uh, to reciprocate? Did he ever cook you dinner? Did you ever go to his home? Uh, so these are red flags and you just need to date smarter. That's, uh, rather than give up on love or potential dates or companionship, you just have to be a bit smarter about it, I think. I don't know, what does anybody else think about this? Feel free to put in your two cents and you can send in questions throughout the show actually if you'd like at 514-800. Uh, I have a question concern about my girlfriend. Every time that we had we had sex or oral sex, when she comes, she can't go at it anymore. She told me that it's because she's super sensitive inside is it normal what can cause this problem well it's not a problem actually uh it's some everybody reacts differently some women after they have been in a high state of arousal and have an orgasm just feel extremely sensitive men also you have some men who after an ejaculation might uh, like they don't want their penis touched anymore because it's, uh, it's highly sensitive. So there's, it's not an issue. It's perfectly normal and there's really nothing you can do about it. It's just, you have to wait. There's a, a period where you have to wait till, you know, the blood goes back to normal into the outs, leaves the, the, the genitals and relaxes again. And then maybe you can, uh, try it again. Here's an interesting question that I want to throw out to you. And maybe, uh, do, you, do you have teenage kids? Have you had teenage kids in your home? What has been your uh, philosophy in terms of uh, having um, potential, I guess, romantic partners in the home? So th- this is the question. Let me just clarify. What is your opinion on two 17-year-olds behind closed doors, In your house it's a boyfriend and a girlfriend how did you handle it so I have to think back now when my kids were younger I really wanted the door to the bedrooms to stay open at least a little bit there's got to be a a few inch rule some people I don't know how it is in your household but everybody you know kind of does this uh differently and and feels differently but I also know, having been a teenager once myself, if you are already sexually active, and please bear in mind that the average teenager is sexually active as of the age of 16, between 16 and 17. Uh, so they're going to find a way, whether it's in your home or, or the backseat of a car or somewhere else, they're going to find a way. So to me, it was more important that I talked to them about safe sex, about responsible sex. And I also talked about respect the other people living in their home. I would tell my kids, like, I wouldn't want, you know, you have to respect other people who live here, just like uh, your father and I respect you. In other words, we wouldn't want to be heard by them and make them uncomfortable. So they would have to kind of take that into consideration as well. It's just a question of, uh, respect, not a question of shame or taboo or, or any of that, that thing. So, um, it's just that they can, if they're sexually active, that's hopefully I taught, would have taught them right. And they would have, you know, done all the things that I, uh, told them to, to do and to watch out for, but I don't want to be exposed to it. I don't want to hear it just like they don't want to hear their parents. I just want to know how you handled it with your own teenage kids uh, and see, um, give this person who wants our opinion, 514-800. One One of the other things that I did too was I did, uh, as of the age of 16, 17, like I just did it statistically without even knowing who's sexually active, who's not, By that age, I wanted to make sure condoms were available uh, with instruction and make sure that they had all the education. This was in no way encouraging sexual activity and a lot of people would accuse uh, parents who, uh, or even uh, schools or what have you who make condoms available as if they were encouraging sexual activity, but that's not the case at all, at all. Uh, It really is about making sure that uh, that it's it's there if needed, when and if needed, but always in, included with discussions uh, and discussions of abstinence and the importance of uh, waiting until one feels ready and what does that mean and all of that. So how did you handle it? So those are a couple of things that uh, you can weigh in on as well. Would love to hear about it. Uh, coming up, Trump said something about, curing AIDS that I've had a lot of people just shaking their head. I'm going to share with you uh, What he said and then we'll talk about waxing male genitalia and what you think about that From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Before I get into sharing some of the latest stories, I promised that I would talk to you tonight about our big party. So we're having a 20th anniversary Passion Bash on August 23rd that's three weeks from today we're having a party at the station with a live broadcast it's going to be a VIP by invitation only uh, simply because space is uh, very limited so as of tonight we are going to be giving away tickets to the event you can also uh, if you go on to my Facebook page and like the Dr. Lori Batito page uh, you'll get noticed notified when um, the contest will open up we'll be giving away tickets as well uh, through facebook so all i want to hear from you just text me at five one four eight hundred. you can email me as well laurie at dr uh, and tell me why you want to go Uh, and we'll pick a winner each and every night. That's at 514-800 if you want to text me. We're going to have all our regular contributors there, so you'll get to meet everybody who uh, is a regular contributor to Passion. We're going to have performances by some of our Regular contributors as well. Stephen Voice will be performing. Melissa Platt and Dolly Blonde. Uh, Dan Laxer of CJD will be emceeing the event. We're gonna have some booths, exploration, or shall I say, sex exploration booths, uh, where you'll be able to ask questions. So we'll have a one with uh, with sex toys, another kink booth, another safe sex booth. We'll also have um, world-renowned artist, Eric Waugh, who will be doing a live painting. We're going to play Dirty Minds uh, on the stage there, and uh, you can win some fabulous sponsor, uh, some fabulous prizes from that. And so I want to thank uh, some of our sponsors for the event. That include Cook and Date, uh, Pop and Balloons, who will be decorating the space, uh, Promotex, 360 Punch, and Restaurants, Vivaldi, Del Frisco's, and Otavios. So, uh, and many more are going to be added to, uh, to this list. So, um, if you want to join and you want to win a ticket to come to this event, it's a kind of a historic moment. I'm, I'm proud to say 20 years, uh, doing the same thing every night. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that. So I'd love to share this, uh, this with you, this accomplishment with you. So send in. All right, what did Trump say? So there was a rally last night in Cincinnati and President Trump claimed that if he is reelected, I mean, he said many things, but he said this, he will cure AIDS and childhood cancer very shortly. Uh, The things we're doing in our country today, there's never been anything like it. We will be ending the AIDS epidemic shortly in America and curing childhood cancer very shortly. But in reality, unfortunately, Trump has slashed funding for HIV and AIDS research and in some cases stopped ongoing research on a cure altogether at the bidding of the religious right. Uh, During his uh, 2019 State of the Union address, he promised to end all HIV infections in America within 10 years. Uh, This article says his bombastic promise was met with extreme skepticism since it came months after the members of the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS resigned, saying Trump has no strategy to address the ongoing HIV-AIDS epidemic. Trump fired the rest of the appointees and disbanded the board shortly after. Uh, It has since been reincarnated by a bunch of white straight men, despite the large percentage of minority female and LGBTQ people who live with the disease. The president has also taken money from AIDS programs to pay for his policy of separating migrant children from their parents and has also paved the way for making HIV a pre-existing condition that insurance companies can choose not to cover. So this does not bode well really uh when it comes to uh AIDS research unfortunately. So one more thing that he's talked about. Uh, and speaking of uh sexually transmitted infections, STI rates are rising in Canada. You probably heard about it all over the news. 49% increase in chlamydia. increase in gonorrhea and 178% increase in syphilis. That's because at one point there was no more syphilis. And now all of a sudden, boom, we've got that. So I just want you to listen to a part of an interview with an esteemed colleague of mine, Dr. Alex McKay. He is, or McKay, he's the executive director of the Sex Information Education uh, Council Of Canada gives and he gives us a little bit of his uh, his take on that Aaron do we have that
1: joining me now is Alex McKay Alex is the executive director for sex information and Education Council Mm. of Canada Alex welcome to you good to be here so we're seeing the surge in in syphilis chlamydia gonorrhea what's going on I think we're looking at a convergence of four main factors that's leading to this rise in sexually transmitted infections One of them, I think, is that in recent years we've seen uh, medical advances in the treatment and prevention of HIV and that's uh, led to a decrease in the motivation to use uh, condoms and I think that's spread, I think, pretty generally throughout the population. Uh, Another thing uh, researchers are looking at is the use of social media apps, Tinder, Grindr, as well as uh, the prevalence of online porn and whether that's uh, impacting people's sexual behavior. We have a study coming out soon which is looking at that and, for example, we found that men who watch uh, a lot of online porn are significantly less likely to use condoms. Um, One thing that hasn't changed is that there's uh, really a strong stigma associated with sexually transmitted infections and uh, that particularly impacts marginalized communities where people really may feel a stigma around accessing STI testing and STI treatment and uh, we really need to work on uh, reducing that stigma okay. and then lastly i think really a, an important point is that uh, we really need to uh, make sure that young people in the school system are receiving uh, consistent high quality sexual health education because oh. that's lacking as well let's break down some of
0: those- so that was uh, alex mckay uh, who is the executive director of CCAN, the uh, sexual sex education uh, the Sex Information Education Council of Canada, a very important body, a uh, non uh, organization that really stays on top of sex education and rights policy and, and, and all of that. So uh, you heard it right there from the executive director. So we do, we definitely need more uh, sex education, more talk about this. But it's astounding when you look at the numbers, the, like you would think, right? that we would be in a place where people understood this and I'm hoping now the next generation like now that sex education has become compulsory in our schools hopefully by the time these kids are sexually active we're going to see something different so we've got I think Elias Makos was talking about this today that we, we have, um, Quebec basically is, is a laboratory for this, right? We're going to be able to research this and do some uh, longitudinal studies on the kids who got the comprehensive sex education across the board and looking at their sexual behavior and their condom use and their STI rates. So we'll see what happens. We'll know a whole lot more in the next, uh, certainly in the next five years or so. Uh, 514-800, I am giving away a pair of tickets tonight to come to our VIP event on August 23rd, our 20-year Uh, anniversary bash which is taking place right at the uh, radio station which will include a live broadcast we'd love to see you there all you have to do is send me uh, a text at 514-800 let me know why you'd like to come or you uh, can also send me an email to laurie at dr com and let me know why you'd like to come I want to debate this now Uh, we heard about this or maybe you haven't heard about this but there was a, a transgender woman in BC she's filed over over a dozen human rights complaints against businesses that she alleges discriminated against her on the basis of gender identity. In a nutshell, it's a bunch of estheticians. The businesses are estheticians. She would walk into, there's 13 of them, I believe, um, that she's basically suing, asking them to wax uh, wax her genitals, but she still has her male, uh, genitalia and they, um, refused. Now understand this. There are plenty of estheticians out there who do not do men. They do not wax men. Men's parts are delicate when you're waxing near the testicles and all of that. There's a, a whole other system involved there. Maybe not so simple. Um, but something else is going on here. Like, and the worst part, the worst part is it went to the BC human rights tribunal and they actually decided to hear this case. I think that's crazy. You can't refuse to do, to wax male genitals. So is it a human right? Right. To have women wax your male genitalia? Why don't we answer that question? Why don't we debate this? Passion with Dr. Lori Batuto on CJAD 800. Before I continue with our stories tonight, it's time to play Dirty Minds. I'm going to give you three clues. They kind of sound dirty. I get a little, I blush a little when I have to say these clues, but the answer is not. Uh, And the first caller uh, to uh, call in at 514-790-0800 will speak to Aaron. Aaron will decide who's the winner. The first caller through that gets the right answer wins the prize, a a, a one month unlimited uh, certificate, one limited uh, pass to 360 punch on the West Island. So here goes, poking me leaves you in stitches. You stick something in my hole. You have to stick my tip in to use me. What am I? If you stick your head in the gutter, forget it. You're never going to get this. Poking me leaves you in stitches. You stick something in my hole. You have to stick my tip in to use me. What am I? I, 514-790-0800 uh, We have Catherine on the line now Who wants to tell us why she wants to come To our big 20th anniversary celebration Hi Catherine Yes, Dr. Lori, what an honor to speak with you oh, Thank how sweet. you very much for taking my call My pleasure, you're so sweet Okay, and <laughs> I just wanted to tell you That over the years, you know I've befriended people of many generations And your stories and, and, and the guests that have spoken you know have touched on generations generations of people who have lived through all sorts of experiences so there's no age limit you know when you speak everyone's included i'm happy to hear that and we do try very much to to be representative of everybody because we recognize that we are all sexual beings no matter the age right catherine that's right, and I befriended you know someone. He was a World War Two veteran. You know, I did some volunteer work, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the things that he lived through through the military. Oh boy, would you have a show there! <laughs> I know. I, I love talking to older the older generation. That has they do have so much to share, and I always laugh because I always say there's a the my the oldest person who uh, bought my book, which was on sex and aging, was 94 years old. Oh. <laughs> and he was still you know going at it and still wanting and still wanting to learn and i thought isn't that beautiful yeah it's it's a a privilege to meet all different people you know but when they speak you know they speak the truth eh? yeah catherine we're gonna put you on hold and take some information and you're gonna go into our draw tonight thank you so much for sharing thank you dr laurie nice talking to you have a nice evening thank you so much you too uh, we also got from Helen who says, I would love to come because I've never been to a gala or any VIP event. What a dream it would be in my 40s. And Nancy says, I would like to join this celebration. Listening to this program on occasion has changed my view of on myself and other things that I've questioned in my life. I appreciate your truth and your desire to educate the general public. Keep on keeping on. Well, thank you. That's uh, very special. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to celebrating with uh with our super fans let's call them uh, so I'm really excited about that that's on the 23rd of August and we'll do a live broadcast from there so even if you're not there you'll be with us uh, you can always tune in and and hear some of the celebrations so we do have a winner Dwayne is the winner of Dirty Minds I'm going to repeat it poking me leaves you in stitches you stick something in my hole you have to stick my tip in to use me I am a needle congratulations Dwayne! Uh, you win an unlimited pass one month unlimited pass to 360 punch I hope to see you there I will be there tomorrow morning bright and early 9:15. so if you want to come out and, and punch out with me uh, I'll be happy to uh you know punch you out no I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> punch the bag next to you how's that <laughs> all right can we just go back to this person this this female this transgendered person transgender woman uh, goes by the name of jessica yaniv she is the complainant here in this bc human rights tribunal case she's a 32 year old transgender woman has 13 outstanding complaints against various waxing service providers who for whatever reason could not give her a brazilian wax meaning taking it all off because she still has a penis and testicles. Now, some of these female estheticians in the, in the case don't know how to wax male genitalia because they, they're not trained to do so. There's, you know, very few will be trained to do that. And other people just don't want to. Uh, and isn't that their right? But yet the, uh, the BC Human Rights Tribunal decided to hear this case that has basically traumatized some of these uh, these workers uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> and th- th- this is a, a quote from, a, a, the Calgary constitutional lawyer. The idea that the state would compel or punish a woman who is not trained and who is not comfortable to wax male genitals and fine her for refusing on the basis of gender identity or expression is just beyond the pale. Even Ricky Gervais got into it. Uh, He tweeted saying, it is a woman's right to say, I don't wax testicles on a man or a woman. End of discussion. No sexism, no homophobia, no transphobia. But yet she's turning it into this whole thing. But you've got to wonder, right? Going after 13 different people. Uh, Listen, an untrained esthetician, Or one, a person who's nervous about doing this or doesn't want to do this could seriously injure a guy. Do you know? It's hot wax, people, on the scrotum. Like that's hot wax. (laughs) Think about it for a minute. Don't you want somebody who actually specializes in that? And in fact, there are businesses, this is what I don't get, is that this uh, transgender person went after these people. But if you do a Google search, of estheticians that do men that do manzilians instead of Brazilians they exist so why not go why go to women who clearly it's like you you surprise them and say okay I want a Brazilian pull down your pants and there's male genitalia and they're like I'm sorry I I don't do men uh, in that way and and then a complaint so I don't know. I think it was wrong of uh, the of the Human Rights Tribunal to even take it on as a case. Frankly, I think it's. I think that's just that goes beyond just beyond my comprehension. I don't know what you think about that or if you heard that story. But uh, on other crazy news, a uh, conservative Christian group pushes a book blaming women for their cheating husbands. So it's a, the group is called Focus on the Family. It's an extremely conservative Christian organization and they're very big. uh, They're pretty outspoken as to how men and women should conduct themselves in marriage. And this is a a new book that was published by the organization called, uh, titled How God Used the Other Woman, Saving Your Marriage After infidelity. So I'm sure some of it in there is it's not bad information. Um you know, makes you question, all right? Like what was wrong with, with our relationship is something happening here and and whatever. Uh but they are the, the implication is that women drive their partners to cheat and so they become responsible for their partners' behavior which, uh, doesn't make sense now, does it? Anyway, just wanted to share, uh, share that with you. And then now coming up, I want to talk about a guy who proposed very, very publicly, like very publicly, it was all over social media and the, it went viral and just to see the reactions of people's faces. And she said, no, like, is this a smart idea? Is this something you would do, like go big, that big, make it such a public proposal? You gotta wonder about people who do that. This is Passion on CJD 800. A few comments on the text board. Uh, talking about the transgendered uh, woman who went in for a wax job, Brazilian wax, and the estheticians refused because they said they don't, were not comfortable working on male genitals nor, or that they were not competent to or were not trained to. Uh, and now uh, she's taking this to the uh, BC uh, Human Rights Tribunal thinking that this is some kind of transphobic uh thing uh, but is it is it really and there's th- 13 people <laughs> like this is crazy to me anyway uh this text writes wouldn't the fact that they want to force someone to work on someone's genitalia be considered sexual assault that would make sense to me uh i would if i was very uncomfortable with it i wouldn't want to be forced to do anything of the sort um karen from point claire says uh, thinking wax person waxing Trans male genitalia is okay, depending on the maturity of the wax person. I never said it's not okay. And it's not even about maturity. It's about competency, comfort level. Like a lot of estheticians just work on females. And there are some estheticians that work on, on men. That's, that's perfectly fine. I've met estheticians who, who do male genitals and, and wax them and what have you, but they have to feel okay about it. And these women did not feel okay about it. Uh, it is up to the wax person to act as an adult professional and diplomatic. Yes. Diplomatically say, I'm sorry, I don't do male genitals. Uh, what is way better than wax is laser. Laser is more effective and more permanent on genitalia. Some people also like the stimulation of laser. (laughs) Well, what if they like the stimulation of get of hot wax? And then they had an erection with the esthetician there because they were actually getting off on that. Like, Don't you think that, is that fair to the esthetician who's trying to do a job here? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Norma writes, hi, I would like to attend the gala, the event, because I used to listen to you on the love line. Boy, was I young then. Uh, Yeah, you know how long ago that was? That was 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So I've been here for 20 years, but before I was here, I was on our sister station For close to 10 years, we used to have a show called The Loveline. At the time, it was called Mix 96. It's now Virgin Radio. And it was a a once-a-week, two-hour show. So I did that for a long time before I ended up here for the last 20 years. So, yes, talking to listeners now for close to 30 years with the same company. That's not too bad, although we've changed uh, hands, but yes. Uh, So thank you, Norma. That's uh, Yeah, you must have been... Pretty young, uh, so thank you. Uh, so, if anybody wants to uh, to come to this event, we'll be picking names throughout the next three weeks. So, we'll put you in a draw. Whether you, uh, I'll pick winners from email. You can send me an email, Laurie at drlaurie.com. You can text me at five one four eight hundred. You can call the show zero eight800. We could do it through Facebook. I'll pick winners from all these different uh, avenues. And then you will join us on the 23rd. The party starts at 830. It'll be at the station, but it will be by invitation only, meaning that there's a guest list. Uh, so you can't just uh, come in, but you can listen to the broadcast as we broadcast every night. We'll be doing our live broadcast, but we're going to have some entertainment as well between 8:30 and 10. We have uh, some of our favorites uh, performers: Stephen Voice, Melissa Plett, and Dolly Blonde will be uh, performing. Dan Laxer will be emceeing the event. We're going to have some uh, sex exploration booths. Don't worry, they're just information booths, not not actual, you know, exploring booths. We'll play Dirty Minds. Um, my friend and artist Eric Waugh will do a live painting from the event, which maybe we'll put up for auction. We'll, we haven't decided that yet, but we have some great things happening. We have great prizes, lots of uh, dinner gift certificates to give away from Vivaldi's, Del Frisco's, Otavios. The place will be decorated by Poppin' Balloons. I'm excited to see what they're going to put together. We've got uh, a door prizes for everybody, a, a gift bag for everybody. Uh, so we're excited. I'm excited to uh, to do this. So just, you know, keep listening every night and just send me, tell me why uh, you'd like to go. Give me a, Give me a few words. Tell me why you'd like to go. Last story I want to share with you. I felt so badly when I saw this and saw the video. It was just, it was cringeworthy, truly, truly, uh, cringeworthy. And there's a lot of people that go to extreme lengths to, uh, for a video to, to go viral. But this poor guy, this poor guy did, uh, you know, went public with like a marriage proposal, public marriage proposal. Uh, to pop the question there and he had a full crew cameraman boom mic operator he had a whole bunch of people gathered around people were filming on their phones and of course the uh, love of his life but things did not quite go as planned she quietly turned him down and promptly broke down in tears uh people on on the twitter verse and everything else used it as a valuable teaching moment about why you need to be on the same page as your significant other before proposing especially if you plan on doing it in such a public way don't you wouldn't you have wanted to be like damn sure this was going to be a a yes uh, and then when it came to her rejection public opinion seemed to be a bit uh, divided some people praised Her for sticking to her guns and not feeling pressured to say yes, because I could imagine something so public would certainly make you feel pressured. Uh, One person said, it's manipulation when one does this publicly. I'm glad she stood her ground. But others felt that she could have accepted the public proposal and then later turned him down in private So as not to humiliate him, but you're caught off guard. Like, what would you do in a situation like that? If you're not comfortable, like if you're, if you have your own doubts, are you going to say yes, because it's public or are you going to say what you truly feel? Like what a horrible position to, uh, to be put in. What a horrible position. I, I would just about hate that. Uh, Peter writes, only the trans lady has rights. The estheticians have none. I think the estheticians have plenty of rights. Uh, You can can say, I don't do this or that. It's also a question of training in this situation. It's not a question of I'm discriminating against you because you're trans. I'm not comfortable waxing a penis and testicles. Why would they not have the right to say that and to choose that? That, anyway, that makes sense to me in that regard. Thank you so much for, uh, contributing tonight. And oh yes, I got to pick some winners. We've got Norma, Norma, who uh, is going is to come to our uh, our big event on August 23rd, as well as Catherine. So I will be in touch, ladies, and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person. And you'll get to meet a whole bunch of other CJD personalities as well. And all our contributors, people you've been hearing for the last uh, two decades. So looking forward to that thank you to Aaron Lakoff our technical uh, our technical producer tonight and Linda Delisi our passion researcher if you want to connect with me on social media you could do that at Dr. Lori Petito or through my website drlori.com. coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV national news have a great rest of the evening a wonderful weekend and remember to live your life with passion